Welcome to Pageant Verte. My name is Carly Rose, and I'm coming to you from the home of the World Championship Seahawks. What? Ah, yes, Carly. I'll hold it nice and slow. World Championship Seattle Seahawks. Way to go, team. Let it go. Incredible talent for you. So before I get going, let me like let me just go ahead and introduce to you the incredible, the fabulous. Mr. Carolina Continental, is that how I say it, Kyle? That's right. Yes, you just um, won. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Um, it was um, quite the road to finally get the title, but um, I guess it was worth it. Yeah, and the Speedo was worth it for me. I really liked seeing that on your it, Facebook page. It was. It was. It was a very, um, let's say, interesting experience. You know, um, you know, this is going to sound really pompous and cocky, but then again, I am pompous and cocky. Um, <laughs> no way. Not right? yet. Exactly. Um, I'm used to winning at the regional level in most cases, and so it was a very interesting experience to get called out third place, you know, initially. And um, I'd have loved to have seen your face. I bet you kind of were like, huh? Well, you know. Yeah, though you smiled, I'm sure. Well, of course I smiled, but... I think for me is that, you know, I think that we've discussed more than once that, you know, we're in our 40s, you know, and it's kind of interesting because I'm ending my pageant career and you're, you know, you started yours. I, you know? I know. I, I started mine at 45 and I'm not going to give up until I'm in a box. Right. You know, we're one year apart in age, but you're starting yours and I'm ending mine. And so it was very interesting that, you know, at that moment when I walked off the stage thinking that I was third place, that that was the end of my pageant career. You know, because I promised myself that just based on what I have going on in my life and, and in my career as an international pageant coach, also working with world championships, that this was going to be it. And, you know, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but, you know, two of the judges who were former Mr. Continentals felt that something wasn't right. And they took it upon themselves to go back and retabulate the scores. And, and when it was all said and done, guess what? You won. I won, yeah. And Way to go. So, you know, and, and let me say something. There's something I feel I need to say, um, you know, just so um, the right information is out. Good. I feel that the gentlemen that I competed with, you know, the, the other two gentlemen that were in the top three, they were outstanding contestants. They were really, really good. And so I would not want it to be perceived that they did not bring a stellar national-level package to Carolina Continental. They were really good, and I, and I feel that I have to give – they'll be my first shout-out, you know, um, to Jose Vega and to Noah Lee Richards. Noah is from New York. Jose is from Miami, Florida. And so I just want to say to them that um, congratulations on your achievement, and I look forward to seeing you in September at the national competition. So, awesome. you know, so there you go. Well, I am a very proud co-host. Thank you were you. killing me because I was on, I'm Seattle time, so you were three hours ahead. So I thought you'd be done at least by 3 a.m. Well, well, let me tell you. Well, I, I didn't find out that I won the pageant until 2 a.m. my time. Oh, you were killing me because I was waiting and waiting well, and stalking your wall, and I know people were thinking, okay, I think Carly has a little crush on Kyle because I kept checking you. You know, well, well, you know, I look at it from and two I different do. directions. You know, <laughs> on, on the one hand, you know. In some ways, you, you know, people say that there's politics and pageantry, and I say it all the time. And this is an instance when politics were not a bad thing for me right. because the two judges that were on the panel that were former Mr. Continentals, 
I knew them personally. You know, the one gentleman crowned me when I won Mr. USA 12 years ago. Wow. You know, so I had a personal relationship with him. And then there's another gentleman who was originally from D.C. who now lives in Florida who is a former Mr. Continental. I knew him pretty well, you know, knew him. And so, therefore, in that case, when they felt that something wasn't right, they took an interest to see if the results were correct. You know, so, you know, with that being said, the correction was made. You know, I'm still going to get my prize package. I'm still going to get my sponsorship to the national pageant. And um, I'm going to be treated like the placement in which I won. You know, well, I'm very, very proud of you. I can't say at 47 that I would have gotten in a little bikini and got on stage. So for you to get out there in your Speedo, kudos. Well, I'm really proud of you. Speaking of Speedo, <laughs> one last thing I want to say about it and then we'll move on with our show is that, you know, Carly, you, if anybody know how much I travel, you know, and, and the work that I do, you know, like yourself. And I was 14 days out from my pageant. And I decided to try on my clothes, and my clothes did not fit. And I was, Already? <laughs> right, exactly, 14 days out. And I will use language that my girls will understand. I was not swimsuit ready two weeks before my pageant. <laughs> and so, of course, I panicked. And... I got in contact with a fitness instructor with a physique competition coach that I didn't know really well. And he guaranteed me that within those two weeks that he can get me competition ready. When I tell you I walked on that stage swimsuit ready and my clothes fit me. So a big, huge shout out to Body by Craig out of Roanoke, Virginia. Craig Hughes. Thank you, awesome. thank you, thank you. I would not have fit into my tuxedo, and I definitely would not have been able to put on a pair of speedos if it wasn't for you. He is the best in the industry. I thank you, and I look forward to you making me fierce and hopefully winning swimsuit at the national pageant. Uh, I guess we'll see. So awesome. big shout-out to him. So what we got going on today, Carly? Oh, I am so excited. Yeah, we better get to what the audience has tuned in for and what I've just been so excited about. Yeah. When I was learning how to get involved in pageantry, where I tuned into was – the guys that dressed as the girls and did pageants and also rocked like the RuPaul and things like that because, oh my gosh, fierce, fierce. I wish women, I wish, I want to have the confidence that people like our next guests have because it's insane. It's amazing. Absolutely. This person, and you, you were Mr. 2000 in the same pageant system we're going to be talking about, so kudos to you on that. But our next guest is a celebrity hair and makeup artist for international television. He has competed in his very first his first competition in 2001, and his first won his first contest in 2002. After a break from the pageant world, he came back in 2012 and won a national competition. He was Miss Black America 2012, and I'm honored and so excited to introduce to you Naomi Michaels. Naomi, how are you? Hi, Carly. How are you? Hi, Kyle. Thank you guys both for having me. It's such a pleasure. Oh, thank you so much for being here. We are beyond thrilled. Oh, thank you. So, Miss Black America 2012, a national competition, your first time out for a national. How did that feel? Well, it actually kind of felt surreal. Going into the pageant, um, I think I kind of knew that I was going to win. It's kind of like that feeling that you have when you know that you're prepared and when you know that you've given your all. And when you know that no one could have possibly put as much energy in it as you did. Um, so I knew that I felt it on the inside that I was going to win. So it wasn't really a surprise when they called my name out, but it was kind of surreal because in the back of your mind, 
even with all the preparation and even with all the money that you spend, there's still a question like, are they going to like me? Are they going to pick me? So um, to be a voice for my community for the 11 and a half months that I was was amazing. That's awesome. And that's one of the biggest reasons I wanted to have you on. We talked about this earlier. I want, just like I'm a curvy pageant girl, and mm -hmm. there's many that think that curvy pageant, curvy girls and older women should not be involved in pageantry. And it really drives me crazy that sometimes I think, Naomi, you guys get the same rap, that they think, well, why are they doing pageants? Well, well, because community service is important to you, right? Well, and not only that, Carly, I think um, for me, especially competing on a national level with female impersonators, mm -hmm. what I run into is being a guy, being a, a boy who has a job and who does not, who is not consumed with the pageant world, mm -hmm. I think what I run into a lot of is, well, why is he doing pageants? He doesn't do this every day. Like, this is our thing. This is what we've committed our lives to. So he shouldn't be able to cross over into our world of pageantry if this is not something that he wants to do with his life every day. And as you said in the intro, I have a career. I have other things that, that I have to do to make a living for myself. So the pageant world is something that I wanted to be a part of to show other young guys that you can kind of, do and have both, you can have a life and a career, and you can still compete for pageants. So people within the – now, is it – you've got to educate me a little bit here because oh, I'm sure. a – yeah. Is it considered drag or is it impersonation or what is it when you dress as a girl? Okay, so when you dress like I do, I'm a female impersonator. Okay. I'm a drag. you live your life as a man. Because I live my life as a man. Okay. But, however, I'm competing against transgendered women who actually live their lives as women. Okay. And I believe that sometimes being the drag queen, that there's a little bit of competition or a little bit of a lack of respect from the transgender because I have not committed my life to being a woman every day. Oh, I, so you get flack from your own community. That seems weird to me. I get flack from my own community for a lot of reasons. <laughs> <Not just laughs> really? Um, yeah, I think that... I think that when you reach a level of success in your life, mm -hmm. for some reason, it's kind of like that old mentality that they used to say about black people, like crabs in a barrel, no one wants to see the next person Lauren, come up. Lauren, uh, 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 she won't get it. Well, I think that for me, <laughs> it, I, I think that once you've reached a certain level of success in your personal life, okay. that sometimes in the gay community, People don't respect you as much as you would like for them to, almost like a jealousy piece, maybe. So like the haters become your motivators kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. And I think that I fell victim to allowing my haters to not motivate me, to completely discourage me. Oh, I'm sorry. And so that you, was not like During your reign, you did a lot with your title. I did do a lot. I, I, I felt like I did a lot with my title. I, I personally felt like I went above and beyond. Um and a lot of what I did was based upon what I thought was right. I could only do what I felt, not having the proper direction to know what is wrong and what is right. Now, you're known as the people's queen. Is that yes. the people as in the gay community? Or? Yes, yes. Um, I think that the reason why that name worked for me and why, why it still works for me and why people still affectionately refer to me as the people's queen is because I finally gave the people the little guys, the underdogs, the people that who haven't been doing pageants for 20 years, I finally gave them a voice. I was finally the person that everyone could relate to, and I was felt like 
a little bit more approachable than most queens in the pageant world because sometimes I think that we can build a box around ourselves and block out the people that are not winners. And at the end of the day, what what's most important and, and what I think that we all need to realize is that we're all winners and we were all sent here with a different assignment. And just because you didn't win the crown does not make you any less of a queen. Like I won first exactly. one national title ever. My first try, my first pageant, my first Amazing. national pageant. And I think that that showed people that you don't have to put your all of your eggs in this pageant basket. This is just a hobby. Unfortunately, in the gay lifestyle, there's not much benefit to competing for a pageant other than the fact to say that you won it. Oh, there's not? No, I don't no. agree with that. Well, tell us, okay. Kai, what do you think? Well, let me let, me let him finish and then no, I'll... No, I'll well, go ahead because I, I, I definitely want to understand your point of view before I go any further because you have much more experience on a national level competing for pageants than I do. Okay. Well, let me just address that, and then I'm going to turn it back over to Carly because I do want people to see who you are as a person before I talk to you because, you know, I, I know you outside of pageants. Right. Okay? And I, I also feel that you've been misrepresented a little bit. <laughs> and so we're going to talk a little bit about that, but okay. since we're on that topic, Okay. You know, I've won national pageants both in the heterosexual pageant arena and the gay right. pageant arena. I've won right. both. Right. Okay. And I handle my titles the same way regardless of what the focus is. You know, with both titles, regardless of the arena, I've traveled nationally. I've done community service. I've done my platform. I've made money-making appearances. I've also raised money for different charities, regardless of what it is. Mm -hmm. Now, your experience is very unique, and we'll touch on that a little bit. But at the end of the day, a title is what you make it. Mm -hmm. So I think that we need to be careful in saying that in the gay pageant arena that there's no benefit to it other than saying that you won, because through my experience, that's not the case. And I'm not saying that, that your experience is not valid. I'm just sharing my experience. And I think that what, I think one of the things that we run into in the gay pageant scene is that, especially for me, when you think of being a Miss Black America, 2012, you kind of, in your mind, have this idea of what the experience will be. Uh -huh. And when you are walking as Miss Black America and that experience is nothing that you thought it would be like, I think it causes you to feel that gay pageants, there are really no benefits from them. Now, well, I have seen people mm -hmm. win gay pageants, and I have lots of, of long, deep relationships with people who have won the ultimate in gay pageants. Sure. And it seems like nowadays the gen general conversation is the same, that I've done all of this, and for what? Okay. Well, I, again, now I, I see a lot of a lot of people who have really built a name for themselves in the pageant world now trying to do more of what I'm doing in my day-to-day -day life and mm -hmm. figure it out. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I had fun, I won pageants, but what is going to put food on my table from here on out? How is my 401K going to increase from here on out? Mm -hmm. What am I going to do when the pageant stage is over? Because after you're no longer the reigning queen, then what? Okay, well, well let me address a little bit of that, and I definitely understand what you're saying. I'll tell you this. I thank God every day for the things that I have achieved. And when I tell you, when I won Mr. Black America, mm -hmm. you would have thought I won Miss America, I cried so hard. <laughs> okay? It, when I tell you that it was an experience that I would never trade in 
my entire life. It was every single thing that I wanted to be. And what's very interesting is that you and I had the same director we had to deal with for a year. Right. Okay, we both had to deal with Benny Mosley, okay, and that's mm -hmm. another conversation. But, <laughs> but with that being said, I think it goes back to it's what we make it. Now, in all fairness to you, mm -hmm. we did not reign together. We right. reigned with different courts. You know, there, right. you know, you had a little bit of an interesting court going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I reigned a little bit in a different era, you know, than, than you did. You know, I won in 2009, which is very different than 2012. And I'm going to tell you what the, one of the biggest differences is, and, and, and I'm glad that we're getting to this part of the conversation. Social media is the biggest difference. Okay. Um, and, and learning how, as a queen, to represent yourself on social media Mm -hmm. And I, I think even in corporate America, we're having a problem with that. Companies don't understand that sometimes when you judge a person by their social media page, you're doing yourself a disservice because we're not the same people on social media that we are at work or that we are in real life. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of things that people read on social media can be misinterpreted almost like the Bible. We can read one scripture. You and I can read the same passage of scripture and get a totally different understanding. Right. So it's the, it's the same way. And I, I think that until we learn the biggest, I think that the biggest lesson until we learn to accept one another mm -hmm. for who we are, flaws and all, mm -hmm. until we're able to get to that place, right. then we will always have people to have reigns similar to mine, you know, people being misunderstood and misrepresented. Okay. Hey, Carly. Can I get into my questions a little bit? Is that okay? Of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to call you Warren. Please. Because, you know, Naomi. That's you what are, Uncle Sam calls me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, you are a, and you are a very handsome man, and I want oh, to respect you. you. Yes. I want to respect you with that, so thank I'm going to call you Warren because I feel thank more comfortable you. calling you that. Obviously, when, you know, I found out not too long ago that you were doing the show, <laughs> and um, I'm like, Oh, my goodness. Okay. You know, and so I wore MBA in your honor. Thank you. So the reason, you know, I wanted to be the one to ask you some questions because, you know, I was traveling a lot during your reign, so I don't know a lot of the details of what happened and what didn't happen. And okay. so when it had gotten out and on social media mm -hmm. that you were going to be on the show, I must have gotten at least 30 emails of questions that people wanted me to ask you. Okay. And so what I did is that I sifted through those questions. Okay. I, I pulled out the shade, okay, okay. To, to be totally frank. And the mm -hmm. questions that I thought that were substantive, mm -hmm. I am going to ask you. Okay. okay. I like that. Right. Absolutely. Because here's the thing is that there's a lot of different things going on out there, and I feel right. that this is an opportunity for you to put certain things to rest. Yes. Okay. And so we're going to do this in a non-shady and, and let me And let me be clear that – um, this show was supposed to have taken place last week. Okay. Yeah. And we didn't do it because I there was so much going on behind this whole pageant stuff. So I read. And to be honest with you, I'm completely over it. Okay. My, my life goes on. I work three jobs, and that's where my real for real focus is at. But I know that there are so many young people who admire what I did on my first try. Mm -hmm. And there are so many girls who still to this day – want to be a Miss Black America because of me. Right. And I don't want anyone to feel like I walked away with a bad taste in my mouth. So this was an right. opportunity for, like you said, me to kind of clear the air 
a little bit and answer some of those questions that people have so that so that it's over, so that we can bury the hatchet and move on. Okay. All right. Well, let me just put a couple of quick disclaimers down, and then I'm going to start my questions. Um, you know, you're my black America sister, you know, and, and I still respect you as that. Thank you. Um, for everyone to know, I judged Naomi when she won the Virginia preliminary under um, Albert, um, you know, the Norfolk prelim, you know, which mm -hmm. is, um, has produced several national titles. I won the Norfolk Virginia prelim when I won Mr. Black America. You know, so kudos to Albert Hardiman for, you know, seven Black America title holders. So, you know, kudos to him. Congratulations. Yes, absolutely. So let's just go with these questions, okay? Okay. The first one here is we want to know the truth. Some people said, you know, you reigned 11 and a half months. Right. Okay. 11 um, months and three, three weeks. Okay. <laughs> Works for me. Works for me. So you were literally seven days shy of completing your reign. Exactly, yes. Okay. Oh. So did you resign? Were you dethroned? Or, you know, was your title snatched? What, what were the circumstances? And, again, okay, not so the rumor, what's the deal? Here's the deal. Here's what happened. Um, prior, two weeks prior to the give up, I started calling and texting and emailing Benny Mosley because I wanted to know what was up with my flight, when am I leaving, this, that, and the third. Okay, let me stop you for a second, Warren. For the um, listening audience out there, Benny. Mosley is the CEO and National Director of Black America Pageantry. Go ahead. Okay, and I wasn't getting any response back, but it wasn't the first time that I reached out to them and not gotten any response back, so I'm like, okay, well, the pageant is definitely happening in two weeks, so there's really no need, and if I don't hear anything back, I'll just purchase my own ticket, because one of the questions that were asked during um, my competition, during the question and answer, uh, during the interview process, was what will happen if next year they tell you that we can't afford to have this pageant? And my response was I would pay for the pageant to go on myself. So I was prepared to pay for whatever I needed to pay for to get there. So about seven days, like you said, out from the pageant, I received an email that basically said that you were uninvited and that you will, see, you will receive a letter in the mail with via certified mail with further information. I never received a letter via certified mail with any further information. Any additional information I found out, I found out through the grapevine, and it's been that way since. Like, I don't know if I was dethroned. I don't know if I was, un like, I do know that I was uninvited. That's the only thing I know for sure because that's the only thing that was said. Why would they uninvite you? Why did they uninvite me? I'm shocked. Me? Like, yeah. They uninvited me because the, the owner, Benny Mosley's boyfriend, attacked me on social media um, and it became like a big feud. And apparently, Benny Mosley claims that some of my friends threatened him, so he felt like it would be best if I wasn't at the pageant. And that's that kind of how that went. That's terrible. So I had to suffer after paying thousands of dollars to get ready for a give-up, because a give-up is just as expensive as right. competing for the pageant. And I paid $20,000 to compete for the pageant. I invested $20,000 in my package to compete for the pageant. So for the give up, I didn't invest that much because I didn't have that much to invest a year later. But I did spend a lot of money, and it, it hurt my feelings because it was like, okay, well, I kind of feel like he already knew before a week ago that he had no interest in having me back. Well, Warren, now here's the thing. You know, again, I was traveling during most of this, but some of the stuff I did read on social media. Do you feel, and, and I know that you and Sean kind of had a back and forth on social media. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Do you feel that you could have handled that differently to avoid that? Because some of the things that I was reading, knowing you outside of pageant, I was a little bit surprised to see the back and forth. What could you have done differently in that whole thing so you could have had those extra seven days to actually give up your title? Well, I honestly – see, my thought process, and I think that this is what sets me aside from a lot of people that I deal with, okay. is that my mind goes much deeper than what could I have done differently. Okay. My mind goes – takes me to the place of that everything that happens is meant to be, okay. and it just wasn't meant to be for me to be there that night. As much as I wanted to and as much money as I had spent, it just wasn't meant for me to be there. And, yes, I could have been a different person, but I would not have been true to who I am had I done what – former queens have done and step back and say, okay, I'm going to let them disrespect me and talk to me any kind of way. No, as I said, I invested $20,000 to become Miss Black America. I was that's, no, that's, nothing to, that's nothing to shake a stick at. That's a major sacrifice. Like yeah. the, the week that I won Black America, I almost died. Oh. Like almost died. Like I could not eat. I could not food on my stomach. I couldn't do anything. And my gay father, Reggie Hobbs, who was there with me the entire week, he just like kept waking up in the middle of the night. Are you okay? Just checking on me to make sure that I could make it through this entire week of grueling competition. And I don't think that people, when they make these personal decisions to say you're uninvited, they don't take into consideration that my life was on the line throughout this whole thing. My mm-hmm. reputation has been at stake from the beginning even until now. So it's like, almost like, what it, again, so, what is so it all worth? So, so, and again, I'm not being contrite when I say this, but I just want to be clear and then I'll move on to my next question. Mm-hmm. So do you feel that you don't bear any responsibility for what happened during that time? Is oh, it everything that happens to you, everything, what, what happened between Sean and I? Sure. No, because I don't think because, I, I, because I think. Because let me ask you, was that, in your opinion, was that the crux uh, what got you disinvited to your No, team. that wasn't the crux of it. The crux of it was that they couldn't afford to have me as the queen. That was the crux of it. Um, the the that that was may have been the straw that broke the camel's back or the scapegoat that they needed to do what they really wanted to do anyway. Um, but I don't think that that could have been avoided, and not, nor do I think it should have been avoided. I mean, it happened. I don't regret it. There are some things that I did during my reign that I do regret. Okay. That's not one of them. Okay. All right. So just to close out this part before I get to my next question, your bottom line with it is that at the end of the day, you felt that Black America pageantry could not afford to have you there, and that was a struggle. No, 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 no. Not just there at the give up. Okay. I felt like Black America pageantry could not afford me as the queen in general. I oh. think that my expectations were more than what they were willing to give. Okay. And I think that they looked at me like, okay, well, who are you? You never won a national pageant. Who are you to have these? Because it's black America. So as black America, I expect to be treated like a black America queen and not in Chicago in a hotel room with four other people trying to get ready in drag. That's not going to happen. As the queen, I need to have my own space. I need to have lush and lavish accommodations. And I need to be treated like a queen so that I can go out into the public and act like a queen. Well, you know, the, the last thing I'll say about this, and, and again, I'll move to my next question, is that it really kind of saddens me because my year is Mr. Black America, and I reigned with Mercedes Black, who was Miss Black America. We were treated stellar. You know, we had preliminaries around the country. You know, the promoters treated us well. They picked us up. They put us up. 
you know, we did our Well, let me, let, me, let me just say, let me, let me say that Myron Jackson, the promoter from Atlanta Black America, was amazing. Let me also say, I don't remember the names, I, I, but I have to mm-hmm. say this. Philadelphia, Black yeah. America, they mm-hmm. were good. Uh, Chocolate City in D.C., they were amazing. There were some amazing promoters who knew how Naomi wanted to be treated. Sure. And they made sure that I did not walk away from that experience feeling any less than Naomi. But when it was left up to the management and the CEO of Black America to take care of Naomi, Naomi was mostly taking care of herself. Okay, fair enough. And I will let you have the last word on that, and I'll move to my next question. Okay. Okay, fair enough. And, and, And Warren, let me be clear. I appreciate your honesty. Oh, no, and you know what? And, Kyle, I appreciate your questions. I don't feel any kind of way about it. You have to realize I work in media. Mm -hmm. I work in television. I know that some of the questions may seem like they're coming off as at me, mm-hmm. but I understand that this is just a part of getting down to the bottom of the story, and I'm mm-hmm. all for it. Right. Another thing, too, is that I got an email basically saying that you had issues with your court, especially your king. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess, you know, I'm not going to read the question for the language that's being used in it, but the overall crux of their question is, could you share with us the relationship with your court in general, and why did you you know, put out somewhat negative information in regards to your coach, especially your king. Okay, let's talk about that. I love this part. When we first started, there was a general... Oh, Warren, let me, let me, let me say one thing before you continue, just for our audience that don't understand. In the Black America pageantry system, there is a Miss Black America, there is a Mr. Black America, and there's Miss Black America plus, Carly, that would be curvy. Okay, and all are all three always gay, or is there a straight guy that in this particular system? It's completely a gay pageant. Okay. That is correct. Okay, and then some are female impersonators, and then there are some that are transgender. They all keep compete together. However, in the Mister, we are all guys like this. So this is a plus pageant that I can't compete in. No. Well, we'll figure it out. Okay. Unless I had a lot of So, Warren, so with that, I, want, I, just want, I just want our audience to understand the dynamics of the system. So the relationship between my king and my plus queen and myself and my, and my juniors, let's put it all in one bag. That's newcomer. The newcomer division, the, the, the babies. Right. Um, when we first started out, it was the most amazing relationship. All of us got along just fine. Um, on our first trip out, my king decided that he wanted to invite someone into our hotel room that I had paid for. So that means that I had to leave while my king is sharing the space with someone. Um, that started a bit of tension between us. I ended up going back to D.C. a day early or after I did my uh, national walk for Miss Gay USA Bay. I go back to D.C., a few weeks later, I found out that when I went back to D.C., that my court, my plus queen and my king had some negative things to say about me amongst some of the black American family, which then started us not to get along at all. Um, and that was pretty much it. I mean, I don't have anything negative to say about any of them at this point, because I've, as I've said earlier when we started, I'm kind of over it now. I wish Neo the best in pageantry and in life. I wish Sandra the best in pageantry and in life. I will never for the life of me understand why I got treated in such a way and the plus queen got away with things that were much worse than I could have ever thought of doing. But there, that shows kind of the favoritism that was going on during my reign. I felt like that they really, really, really favored Neo. There was a lot of rules 
in the handbook, in the contract that we signed, that he broke. Having sex, stealing, and going to jail. He did Does all that of drive you crazy? Anybody? That drives me crazy when people break the Stop. rules and don't get in trouble for it. Stop it. Hold on a second. Warren, could you repeat that again? Because I, I, I don't think I heard you correctly. At USA, on the trip, in my hotel room that I paid for, was breaking the rule number you're one. You're not allowed to have sex person. while you're at You're not allowed to have sex while you're out being Mr. Black America. Right. Number two, stealing. And not only did he steal, but he stole from Myron Jackson, who I already mentioned was the most amazing promoter, stole the man's credit card to pay his cell phone bill. And this is not something that I heard through the grapevine. This is something that I know for sure. So it's like when you have all of this going on, how can you have time to follow my every word on social media and dethrone me because you don't like the things that I say like that? just kind of made me feel like, well, okay. Now, were they invited to come back to the pageant? Uh, oh, they were all, but they had a fabulous time without me. Okay. I know, I know Neil. He is my black America brother. Um, needless to say, I'm shocked. And I know him to be a very articulate, professional man like yourself mm -hmm. that has a job outside of competing in pageants, but I did not reign with him. You know, right. so I do not have an opinion. And, but there, and, and when I met Neo, Neo was working, but through the majority of our reign, Neo did not work. So it was kind of like a situation where they were kind of taking care of him. So he was more at their beck and call. And like for me, I was going to work every day still. Almost got evicted from my apartment, but I still made it happen and am still making it happen. You know, it, it wasn't easy for me. And it's like, the part that hurts me the most is that everybody thinks it's so easy. It was not ever easy. Okay. Okay. Um, I have another question for you. Sure. Okay. What advice would you give to Benny Mosley? Obviously, it seemed like at the very end, the crux came from upper management and from the Board of Black America. They're, they're, okay. Well, let's make it let, – let me be clear. The Board of Black America is Benny Mosley. That's the board. He is the boy. No, 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 no. When I was a queen, he made it clear on several occasions that he is the board. He and Tommy did not talk about me being uninvited to the pageant. Tommy did not know that I was uninvited until she found out about it on social media, just like you found out about it on social media. If she was a part of the board, she would have known about it. Benny is the board. What advice would I give to him? Wait a minute, let me let me let me look at the question again because I want to read it correctly. Okay. okay. All right. What advice would you give to Benny Mosley to be a more effective promoter based on your year as Miss Black America? Okay. Let me base, let me go off the question a little bit. Sure. Okay. I know that Benny Mosley can be an amazing promoter based upon everyone else's year as Miss Black America. Mine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I also know that sometimes when you've created a standard for yourself and you're not able to maintain that, you look for every excuse in the world as to why you weren't able to maintain that. I felt like during my year was kind of maybe the year that they weren't as, you know, as they were your year. They didn't have as much resources as they did your year. So maybe I kind of took the flack for that. What if that's what I give him? First of all, you never mix your business with your pleasure. Leave your partner out of it. If you are the CEO of the company, you can't, my boss's husband cannot call me and give me any feedback about my job or she will lose her job. If Benny's boyfriend should not call me and give me any feedback or say anything to me about my job because he's not my boss. 
That's the first thing. The second thing is that you have to support, even if I know from day one that he didn't want me to be his queen. He made it clear. He told people. He cried about it. It was clear. He did not necessarily want me to be his queen, and that's fine. But whoever your judges pick as your queen, you have to support her and stand behind her no matter what. Benny did not always have my back. And I think that if we would have had each other's back more, we would have been able to show this community just what they were expecting from a Naomi Michaels reign, which is great things. And I did a lot of great things, but I feel like as a team, we could have done so much more if we'd worked together. Now, who, now um, I guess this is more insider trade business, as I like mm-hmm. to call it. Um, mm-hmm. Just between me and you, I guess, and the rest of the world, who did he want if he didn't want you? Um, well, he, he, uh, 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 from what I heard um, and what he later admitted, he cried because Sheena Divine Hawkins, who had been competing for Black Universe for a long time and came over to compete for Black America, um, he cried because she didn't win. And, and as he told me in the later conversation, it's because he's a fan of drag. And I don't know if a fan should be a promoter. Maybe you shouldn't be a promoter if you're such a huge fan because then your love for different artists get in the way of what's right for the system. Right. Now, I need you to go back and answer my question directly, though. So what does he need to do to be more effective based on he your He needs year? to leave his lover out of it. He needs to be more direct okay. and more honest. He needs to answer the phone when people call and ask questions. He needs to in- implement more people to help his vision come to life. He tries to do a lot on his own. Like, we have a very talented videographer in the gay community, D. West, who's amazing. He needs to hire people like this to make sure that everything happens the way that it should so that it's as professional as possible. One person cannot run a corporation. Understood. Understood. And I have two more for you. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to someone who is strongly looking at competing in the Miss Black America pageantry system. Obviously, your experience as Miss Black America and my experience as Mr. Black America are clearly night and day. Well, let me explain this, um, because one of the reasons that uh, Benny recently posted a, 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 a post on social media citing all the reasons why um, I would never be able to come back to another Black America function, and one of the reasons that he said was that I have told people not to compete for Black America. I think that Black America is an amazing platform. Um, For me, it opened a lot of doors. It made me the people's queen. And because of Black America, people know who I am all throughout this country and even in other countries. Um, I do feel like more people are going to know me. This was just one step in my lifelong journey to become great. Um, Like you said, a reign is not about what Benny can do for you. It's not about what Neo and Sandra, my, my plus queen and my king, could have done for me. It's not about what the people could do. It's not about what the promoters have done. It's not about what my ten girls who came to compete for me at my give up that I wasn't at. It's not about them. It's about what you can put into it. It's about how many lives that you change along the way. It's about what you leave behind, what your legacy will be. So if black America is something that any girl is interested in, it is a great, great, great opportunity for someone to become somebody or to gain a certain level of respect in this community. So with that being said, what, what is your legacy? You know, when I work with my, when I work with my client, you know, a couple of questions I always ask is, you know, why do you want it? Why are you qualified? How are you going to promote the system? But at the end of the day, five years from now, 
what will what, people say? What's your legacy? Yeah. Um, I believe that one thing that people will always say about me is that I will do whatever it takes to make it happen. I think the biggest part of my legacy is, um, sorry, I think that the biggest part of, of my legacy is that I'm a go-getter. I will do anything to see it come to life. Um, I will not back down. I will stand up for what I believe in. I will stand up for what I know. I will stand up for the people that I love. And I think that there are many other systems out there who are waiting for me to come be their queen. Okay. Which brings me to my last two questions. Mm-hmm. Is what is the biggest misconception that people have about you? Because, again, this whole segment is about you clearing the air. Anything neg- any, any, negative, um, any negative thoughts that a person has about me is probably a misconceived notion. Um, simply because I'm not a negative person. I am one of the most positive individuals that I know. It's my positivity that gives me strength. It's my positivity that has kept me alive. It is my positivity that has helped me win contests. It has gotten me jobs. It has helped me through relationships. So anything, anytime you hear someone say something negative about me, other than the fact that, oh, well, she posts on Facebook too much, anytime you hear someone say something negative and hurtful about me, you can put your bottom dollar on that that's probably not true. Well, in, in closing with, with this, you know, I want to make a comment, is that who I perceive you as and how you're perceived, I don't think it's the same thing. It's and, not. You know, when you say to me, and I do have a little bit of a, a challenge with something that you said to me a little bit earlier, that you wouldn't do anything differently, that what's meant to be is what meant to be. And I understand what you mean when you say that, but I find that to be a challenge because in some ways that tell me that this experience you have not grown, you know, and, and I'm not saying that you haven't, but that's kind of how I'm feeling when you say that. Mm-hmm. And so have you grown from this? You know, because if you say to me, Oh my God, yes. Well, oh but, God, but, yes. but if you're saying to me, and, and I respect that, if you're in that saying place, to me, in that time, different, that tells me that you haven't grown, or am I receiving that? In that place, no, you, yeah, you received that the wrong way. In that place, in that time, would I have done that differently? No, I would not have done that okay. differently. In that place, in that time, with okay. those circumstances, with that person, and all of that that was going on, no, I would not have done that differently. Okay. Um, in another place, in another time, with a different promoter and different circumstances surrounding it, I know that it will be different. I know that it will be, and that's why so many people still believe in me to this day, and that's why so many people will not give up on me, and that's why so many people still affectionately call me the people's queen, because they know that if the circumstances would have been different, I would not have had to say two words to Sean. I would have not had to rant and rave on Facebook. I would have not had to say a lot or do a lot of the things that I had to do if I had the support that I need because a lot of the things that we do is an outcry for love and support. You know, and anything that happened to me, and I I want you to, definitely you to hear me say this, anything that happened to me during my reign was my fault, 100% of it. So you take ownership of your... It's not, it wasn't Benny's fault what happened to me. It's not his fault what people think about me. Whatever happened to me... It's my fault. Just like what's happening to him right now is his fault, and I don't take any responsibility for that. What do you mean so, by that? I, mean? I don't know, but I, I don't like. I'm not saying anything in particular. Okay. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to to to, to be a mess. Okay. Um, okay. 
But if there is anything going on, which I'm sure that there has to be because at our age, there's always something going on. Okay. That I don't take responsibility for what happens with black America from this point on, like, mm-hmm. other than contributing to what I felt like was a great organization. Got it. And my final question for you, and this one is actually coming from me, is what's next? You know, you kind of alluded to maybe looking at some things. You know, there are people who still believe in you. You know, I saw you win Miss Black America. I judged you when you won your state pageant. Mm-hmm. You know, so I know what's in you. Right. So how are you going to take this, build off of this, learn from this, and go someplace else? What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about Black University? Are you thinking about U.S. of A.? Are you thinking about Continental? What's on the horizon for Naomi Michael? What's on the horizons for Naomi Michaels, Kyle, is that yesterday, and I'm, I'm getting emotional like a little bit right now because I don't think that people really realize how much this all really meant to me. And you can sit at home on Facebook and read about it and talk to your girlfriends about it and make light of it, but I had to live this. Okay. I had to go through the disappointment. I had to go through the letdown. I had to go through the hurt. I had to go through everyone saying, oh, she'll never be a good queen. She's not ready for this and all that. What's next for me is to make sure that whatever pageant I compete for next, that I'm able to fulfill the obligations of the reign to the fullest. So in in order to be able to do that, I must be a seasoned on-stage entertainer, which I'm not. I know how to win a pageant, but I'm not really an entertainer like that. But I can win a pageant. I can win a pageant. Like nobody's business, I can win. I can win Continental if I wanted to, but I'm not a showgirl, and that is what's next for Naomi: is to work on becoming a more seasoned entertainer and a better showgirl. Okay, because it's really important, Naomi, to get back under that crown. I had an experience; one of my first ones, I ended up resigning a title, and Mm -hmm. so I didn't finish my reign. Mm -hmm. And within a couple months, I got back on the stage and won another crown. And my attitude is the same as yours: is is that I'm bound to determine I was going to do a well, Fabulous also, job with that rain. And I was going to finish, and I was going to go back and crown my successor. Because well, I'm so sad you didn't get to crown your successor, because that is a big part um, yeah, of the entire reign. It is. And let me just say that um, I wasn't the first Miss Black America to be um, uninvited or dethroned. I was actually the second. Oh. And the very first Miss Black America to ever be um, dethroned or, or uninvited is by are one of the most successful pageant queens in history. Mm. And um, who I was think it? Like Alexis Gabrielle Sherrington, who was dethroned as Miss Black America Plus. Oh, that's um, right. Let me say that um, she went on from that defeat and built a career that many of us would love to have. Sure. And I know that these experiences only make you a better person. They only make you bigger. Every, every time you're humiliated in front of a large crowd, you can be prepared for that humiliation to come back in a way that you can be very proud of. So I'm just waiting for my opportunity to be proud of myself again in the pageant world. And Black History Month, kudos to you guys Absolutely. and your history. And Thank also you. Vanessa Williams, who... Had her crown took away, and look what she did with her history. Yes, and I and if you follow me on um, Instagram, I have been doing uh, gays in Black history every day. I oh, highlight awesome. a different gay person in Black history. It's on my Instagram, Warren Beautiful, and it's also on my Naomi Michaels Facebook page. If you guys want to catch up on some of that, which was um, it, it's teaching me a lot about my community that I didn't know. So I know it has to be helping other people learn a lot about Black gays, Blacks, and gay history, and all that. You are an inspiration to many, Naomi. I know. You know, we first got in contact because I had heard that there was some drama going on a couple weeks ago. 
And you were very classy to not want to deal with that. You wanted to keep things positive, as we have for the show tonight. Good job. Well, and, I, I, and, and while we have a few more minutes left, I, I do want to publicly address the video that caused all of this to come out. There was a video made by Black America, and I'm going to say it was made by Black America because that's who put it out. There was a video made by Black America about me and my ring that kind of was their side of the story. And that's their side of the story. And anybody who wants to believe that, believe that. But I think that we have beat this horse. We have beat it, and we have beat it, and we have beat it into the ground. So after this, I don't want to say anything else about Black America, to be honest with you. This is it for me for the Black America discussion. This is the final end. I'll be all. I don't want to talk about it again. Well, just so you know, Warren, it is our policy that if anyone on the board, since you put that in air quotes, <laughs> <laughs> If anyone on the board wants to come and share how they feel about today's discussion, they will do so. So I want to just Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, and honestly, I just pray and, and, and I, I honestly believe, based upon this conversation, that this is it. Like, I think this is it. I think that they have said enough, and I know that I've said enough. And I, I just really pray that... You. The next no, I'm calling you Warren. Warren, Naomi, I've been really impressed with the spiritual spirituality that you have by watching. I, I didn't know a lot about what had happened through all of this, but just in seeing your postings and how positive and inspirational you are, I know that means a lot to your community. Thank you. And it means so much to me because, like I said earlier, it's that positive outlook that has brought me through a lot. I lost my mom when I was 26, and my mom was my best friend. And my mom was my number one supporter in drag, bought me stuff for pageants and helped me get in drag and zipped oh, up and, stuff and all of that. Was one of the first mothers that I ever saw at a drag pageant. So for me, this strength and that situation, Kyle, really helped me to gain strength. So have I grown from it? I have grown so much from being dethroned as Miss Black America. <laughs> you better believe the next time I win a pageant, everybody's going to know about it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, and one lesson that I hope that those who are watching and who are listening is um, learn is that a title is what you make it. You know, Warren and I, you know, won a title within the same pageantry system with two totally different experiences. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the one thing that we share is passion for the titles in which we held. Yeah. So I, I implore all of you that are seeking a national title don't take it lightly because things can oh, go no. in, a, in a very weird direction and then you can wind up in a position like Warren. You know, and I don't think that he or myself would wish that on anyone. Oh, no, no it, wasn't a, it wasn't a good position to be in, but I honestly feel like it was, I was the best person to be in this position. Nobody else could have handled this the way that I handled it. And um, to answer your question, what am I thinking about getting ready for next? Um, I would love to be a Miss Black Universe. I think my next pageant will probably be Miss Duval. Okay. Um, I wanted to compete for Dumas on this Sunday, but that didn't work out. Um, and I kind of want to step away from the black pageants. Right. A lot of people say U.S. of A. Um, I don't know. Like, when I went to see U.S. of A., I didn't fall in love with the system when I was there. You know, I just didn't fall. But I am, in, I am, oh, I am so in love with Continental. I am in love with Continental, honey. I am in love with Continental. So <laughs> Go Continental! That I, it's just the, <laughs> that you feel on that stage, in that auditorium, the people. Okay. Have, no so matter Hold on a second. Let's stay focused. I'm sorry. Who's the next Mr. Continental? 
That would be Kyle Haggerty. <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm Lauren. I'm sorry, Kyle Lauren. Ian Haggerty. Okay, thank you. Okay, just checking. <laughs> and I really think that you would be an amazing Mr. Continental. No, no shameless plug. I think that you would be a great Mr. Continental. I think that um, anytime you've ever reigned for anything, that you have been someone to admire and to look up to. And the only thing that I regret is that being that we were so close is that we didn't work together more when I was in this black America. Right, right. But I like to see some working together in your future. Absolutely. Let's do some greatness, you know, later. You know, here's the thing, you know, and what I say at every show, believe in yourself, never give up on your dreams. The greatness begins with you. Just go out there and do it. And that's it. Go out there and, and do thankfully it. thankfully now, Kyle, we have Media as the Crown who maybe could have helped out when they had the trouble. Uh, I don't know if Kimberly Grooms could have dealt with that. You don't know? <laughs> I don't know about that. You think she Kimberly, might have been out of her... Kimberly, with, with you are some... fabulous and you're good at what you do, but there are limits to everything, girl. I don't know if you could help with this one. <laughs> so, so, Carly, what's up next? What are we doing? Well, we want to be sure and give a shout-out to Fashion Hero. I want you all to get on and check out Fashion Hero. Go to our pageantlive.com webpage. We've got Paige, the original founder of Pageant Live, up for we're wanting you to vote for her so she can be on the show, the Fashion Hero. So go check that out on pageantlive.com. You can send questions to Kyle and I at pageantverite at gmail.com. Verite is spelled V-E-R-I-T-E. We love all kinds of questions. We love all kinds of show ideas. And anytime we use one of your ideas or you're a guest on the show, you get 30 minutes of free time with Mr. Kyle Haggerty. You probably didn't know that, Naomi. No, I didn't. 30 minutes, strategy, training, whatever you want. 30, well, well, I better not say whatever you want. Well, but, I, got, <laughs> I got a quick, quick shout-out, too, if I, could, if I have a little bit of time to do it. Yes. I want to give a shout-out to Allison Thomas the promoter and director of Carolina Continental. I want to say thank you very much for making things right, and I'm looking, I'm looking forward to representing your organization at the National Pageant. And finally, I want to give a shout-out to some of the men that support the men that compete in pageants. I want to give a shout-out to Glenn Moore, to Jeff Reeves, to Randall Smith, to Benny Mosley, um, to Jim Flint, you know, these are all national level promoters that have a male division in their pageant system because sometimes I feel that the men are forgotten. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to say thank you to each of you for giving a platform for gentlemen like me to show the excellence on the national level, and I'm very grateful for that. And for those that I have already reigned for, thank you for the experience. And those that I want to reign for, hello, Jim Flint of Continental. Um, I look forward to hopefully working with you. Hey, Naomi, do you have a, do you have a way that they can get a hold of you? Um, you can reach me at warren at warrenbeautiful.com. Um, and I just want to say that no matter what it is that you want to do in life, Anything that you want can be yours. It takes a lot of work, a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication. But if there's anything that you want to do in life, it can happen. The majority of my dreams have come true, and I'm looking forward to making so many more come true. I love you all. I love you, Black America. And uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's been great. Awesome. And shout out again, Black History Month. It's also Go Red for Women. There are more women that die from heart disease than all the cancers combined. So put your red on for the rest of February. And because you can do anything, from Seattle, <laughs> the home of the Super Bowl champions, Stop where it. years ago a young quarterback's dad, who has passed away now, told him, why not you? And then he told the team, why not us? 
and they won the Super Bowl. Okay, and by (laughs) turn, Black America National Pageant. It is the second week of March, the 14th, 15th, and 16th of March. I will be there, so come visit me at Black America Pageantry next month. And for our next show, can I go ahead and divulge our next show, Carly? Can I go ahead and do that? Go right ahead. For our next show, for all of you parents out there that are stage moms and dads, this show is for you. If you want to know what you should or should should not be doing to help your kids make it in pageantry, modeling, or the performing arts, you need to tune into this show because let me tell you, there are a lot of parents out there screwing it up for their kids. So we don't want you to do that. So tune into so our As a judge, I can say when they're, there's, yeah, the parents can really mess it up for the kids. Yes, they can. So perfect. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us, and thank you so much, Naomi. We are so excited. We can't watch. We, we can't wait to watch your future. I'm sure it's going to be so bright. We're going to have to have sunglasses on next time we interview oh, you. Oh, thank you so much. I love you guys. Thank See you. Thank you, Warren. Thank you, and thank you for everybody. Have a great night. Peace out. Thank you. <laughs>